Hello, my name is Kaylee, and this is the third episode of Anthropology and Gaming. Thank you so much for being here. Today we're going to be talking about religious practices and gaming, so I hope that you enjoy the topic. Before we begin, I'd like to let you know that when this episode airs, I'm actually going to be on my way to Florida Megacon, so if you're going to try and find me. I have a lot of freebies to give out and I will be very nosy and ask everyone I meet what gaming means to them. So I'm very excited. I hope to see you there. So today's episode is going to be about religious practice and gaming and I have to let you know that I had 23 pages of research just for this one episode and I had to cut it down a lot. So if you are not represented by my podcast, please let me know and I will be happy to write about it or make another episode. Give me content. I love content. (laughs) The intersection of games and religion is a subject that spans across history and cultures. Games have often been incorporated into religious practices and holiday celebrations as a means of engaging with spiritual beliefs, fostering community connections, and teaching moral and ethical values. Let's begin by exploring the historical perspective of ancient religions that used gaming as a form of worship. In anthropology, the study of ancient civilizations and their religious practices provides valuable insights into the role of gaming in religious contexts. This demonstrates how ancient civilizations incorporated gaming into their religious practices for various purposes, such as communication with the divine, ensuring a successful afterlife journey, and moral education. The study of these practices in anthropology helps us understand the cultural beliefs, values, and rituals of these ancient societies. A game that I've mentioned before is the ancient Egyptian game of Senate, which is similar to the Mesopotamian game of Ur. It was a board game that held religious symbolism, with the movement of pieces representing the soul's journey toward the afterlife. It was played by people of all social classes, from commoners to pharaohs, and was not only a form of entertainment, but also had important religious connotations. In ancient Egyptian belief, the game of Senate represented the journey of the deceased through the afterlife. The game board was seen as a representation of the underworld, divided into 30 squares arranged in three rows of 10. The gameplay involved two players, each with a set of pawns. The objective was to move the pawns along the board, guided by the roll of dice or casting of sticks. The movement of the pawns symbolized the progress of the deceased's soul through the various stages of the afterlife. Certain squares on the board were marked with symbols representing positive or negative outcomes for the player. These symbols corresponded to the trials and challenges faced by the deceased in the afterlife. Playing Senate was not just a recreational activity, but also an important part of funerary rituals. It was often depicted in tomb paintings and found in burial chambers, with the belief that playing the game would assist the deceased in their journey and ensure successful transition to the afterlife. 
Senate was closely associated with religious ceremonies and was often played during festivals dedicated to specific deities or during the period of the annual inundation of the Nile. It was believed that these events provided a connection between the realms of the living and the dead. It served as a means of honoring the gods and ensuring a favorable outcome in the realm of the dead. The game was often buried with individuals, indicating its association with religious beliefs concerning the transition to the next world. The Greek game of knucklebones, also known as astragaloi or tali, held significant mythological and religious symbolism in Greece. It was a dice-like game that used the ankle bones of sheep or goats, which were thrown and then interpreted based on how they landed. The game was associated with the mythological figure of Hermes, the messenger of the gods, who was often depicted holding the bones. The game itself is associated with the story of Zeus and his siblings' division of the world after overthrowing their father Cronus. According to Greek mythology, Zeus, Poseidon, and Hades cast lots using knuckle bones to determine their realms of influence. This act of casting lots represented the division of power among the gods, and knuckle bones symbolized this momentous event. The goddess Tish, who personified luck and fortune, was often depicted alongside Knucklebones too. The game was seen as a reflection of her role in bestowing favor or misfortune upon mortals. Therefore, playing Knucklebones was believed to invoke Tish's influence and seek guidance from her in matters of luck and chance. In terms of gameplay, Knucklebones involved tossing and catching the bones in different combinations and positions. Different outcomes would occur depending on how the bones fell, which were then interpreted by players and diviners for insight into future events or decisions. The significance of knuckle bones extended beyond mere gameplay. They served as a medium for divination, where the positioning and interpretation of the bones would offer glimpses into one's destiny or provide guidance for decision making. Such divinatory practices tied knuckle bones to the realm of prophecy and oracles. In ancient Greece, oracles played a crucial role in providing guidance and predicting the future. Knuckle bones were sometimes used as one of the tools in these divination rituals, where skilled practitioners would interpret the positioning and patterns of the bones to offer insights into various aspects of life. It was often played during communal gatherings or festivals. The game of knuckle bones also had educational aspects as it required dexterity, skill, and strategic thinking. Players had to calculate their moves, carefully consider positioning and probability of outcomes, and make decisions accordingly. Now, as most of us know, one of the most famous games to come out of Greece were the Olympic Games, which began in 776 BCE and were held in honor of the Greek gods, particularly Zeus. They served as a means to display physical prowess and dedication to the deities. Athletes competed in various disciplines, such as running, wrestling, and discus throwing, and victory in these events were seen as a sign of divine favor. Similarly, in ancient Mesoamerica, particularly among the Aztecs, physical play was intertwined with religious worship. The ball game, known as Tlacli or Ulamalatsi, um, if I even pronounce that correctly, held cultural and spiritual significance. 
It was played in ball courts and involved two teams competing to propel a rubber ball through a hoop using their hips, elbows, or knees. The ball game was considered a sacred ritual and was believed to represent cosmic forces and the struggle between good and evil. It was even associated with creation myths and the cyclical nature of life and death. The Mayan game of Pakatak was played on a large court, and the objective was to pass a rubber ball through a hoop using only the hips, elbows, or knees. In Mayan belief, the game of Pakatak had cosmic and ritualistic symbolism. It was seen as a representation of the cosmic struggle between the forces of life and death, creation and destruction. The game's court itself was often considered a microcosm of the universe, with its vertical walls representing the heavens and the ball representing celestial bodies like the sun, moon, or planets. The objective of the game was to score points by hitting the ball through stone hoops mounted on the walls of the court using only one's hips, knees, or elbows. The physicality and intensity of the game were believed to mimic the celestial struggle of the gods and their journey through the underworld. Mayan mythology tells the story of the hero twins, Hanapu and Shblanke'e who were kill skilled players of Pakatak. They played against the lords of the underworld, the Shibalbans, in a test of strength and skill. To the outcome of the game determined their fate and the fate of humanity. This mythological narrative imbued the game with a deep religious and spiritual meaning among the Mayans. Pakatak was often associated with rituals and offerings to the gods. It was believed that the game served as a means of communication with the divine and a way to honor the gods. Players and spectators would participate in various rituals before and after the game, including making offerings, seeking blessings, and performing ceremonies to ensure the favor of the deities. Pakatak was not merely a recreational sport for the Mayans, but a game embedded with profound religious and mythological significance. It represented the eternal struggles between opposing forces, mirrored cosmic events, and provided a connection between the physical and spiritual realms. Nefetafel, also known as Viking Chess, was a popular board game in ancient Scandinavia. It was often associated with Norse mythology and the concept of warfare. The game's purpose was to capture the king or protect him, reflecting the epic battles between gods and giants found in Norse mythology. Mythologically, Nefetafel was believed to represent the ongoing struggle between forces of light and dark, order and chaos, which were central themes in Norse mythology. The game was often associated with the great cosmic conflict, Ragnarok, the Norse equivalent of the apocalypse. This notion is reflected in the game's objective, where one side represents the defenders, symbolizing order and the king, and the other side represents the attackers, symbolizing chaos and the invading forces. It was connected to the worship of the Norse gods and their interactions with mortals. In Norse mythology, the gods themselves were known to engage in strategic contests, with Odin being a particularly skilled player of board games. Thus, playing Nefetafel was not only a form of entertainment, but also a way to emulate the actions of the gods and potentially gain their favor. 
Nefertafel was often used as a tool for divination or prophecy. Similar to how runes were consulted for guidance, the placement of the pieces on the board were believed to offer insights into future events or outcomes. It was believed that the outcomes of the battle within the game could reveal the will of the gods or even foretell the results of upcoming battles or conflicts. The gameplay itself reflects mythology and warfare, two opposing sides with one side having a king and the other side having a large force, would strategize and maneuver their pieces on a checkered board. The objective for the attacking side was to capture the king, while the defending side aimed to protect the king and help him escape to one of the corners of the board. Nefotafel served as more than just a game for the Norse. It symbolized the cosmic forces at play in their mythology and allowed them to participate in the struggles of their gods. It also provided means of divination and an opportunity to showcase strategic thinking and skill. Mahjong is a tile-based game originating from China. It has strong links to Chinese mythology and folklore, with various tiles featuring mythical creatures, symbols, and characters from Chinese legends. The game itself represents the struggle between good and evil forces. The exact origins of the game are not entirely clear, but it is believed to have been developed during the Qing Dynasty in China around the 17th century. The game itself is played with tiles, and its gameplay and symbolism are closely connected to Chinese culture and beliefs. In terms of mythology, Mahjong draws inspiration from various Chinese myths and legends. One prominent mythological figure linked to, the ma to Mahjong is Confucius, the influential Chinese philosopher. It is said that he himself was a fan of the game and contributed to its development. Some versions of Mahjong even include tiles that depict Confucius or references to his teachings. Spiritually, Mahjong is often associated with divination and fortune-telling. In traditional Chinese belief systems, the arrangement and selection of tiles in the game can be interpreted as a way to gain insights into one's future, similar to how tarot cards or astrology are used for divination. Some players use Mahjong as a tool for seeking guidance or predicting outcomes. Mahjong is also closely tied to the concepts of balance and harmony, which are central to many aspects of Chinese philosophy and spirituality. The arrangement and grouping of tiles in the game reflect the principles of yin and yang, and the gameplay itself requires strategic thinking and careful decision-making. Mahjong serves as not just a game for entertainment, but also a window into Chinese mythology and a means of exploring spiritual dimensions. It combines elements of culture, history, and belief systems into a captivating and engaging gaming experience. Pachisi is a traditional Indian board game that has been played for centuries. It is believed to be derived from the ancient game of Chopper, mentioned in the Indian epic Mahabharata. The game is associated with the Hindu mythology, with the board representing the cosmic universe and the movements of the pieces reflecting the actions of gods and heroes. One popular story associated with Pachisi revolves around the Indian epic, the Mahabharata. In this epic, there is one episode called The Game of Dice. According to the legend, the Pandavas, who were virtuous heroes, played a game of dice against their cousins, cousins, the Kauravas, who were driven by greed and envy. The Pandavas ultimately lost the game and were forced into exile.
This religious connection symbolizes the consequences of gambling and the temptations of greed and the importance of virtue. Pachisi, with its gameplay mechanics and strategies, serves as a representation of this significant event from the Mahabharata. Pachisi is sometimes associated with the Indian deity Lord Shiva. Lord Shiva is one of the most important gods in Hindu mythology and is often linked to creation, destruction, and transformation. Pachisi, with its circular board featuring four arms representing the cosmic balance, is said to reflect Lord Shiva's cosmic dance, the Tandava. The movements of the pawns on the game board represent the intricate dance of life, where joy and sorrow, success and failure are all part of a larger cosmic plan. Playing Pachisi is believed to invoke a sense of harmony and balance, aligning with the cosmic dance of Lord Shiva. Pachisi's mythology is deeply intertwined with Indian folklore, legends, and religious beliefs. It reflects the values, teachings, and cultural heritage of the Indian people. Through playing Pachisi, individuals can not only engage in the enjoyment of the game, but also connect with the rich mythology and traditions of India. And yes, if it does sound familiar, our westernized version of Parcheesi is based off the game of Pachisi. Various Native American tribes have traditional games that hold spiritual significance. In certain Native American tribes, physical play and games are integral to religious ceremonies and communal bonding. The Lakota Sioux engage in tribal games, such as the hoop and pole game, as part of their religious rituals. These games are seen as a way to connect with the spiritual world, invoke blessings, and promote harmony within the tribe. The Iroquois, who prefer to refer to themselves as the Haudenosaunee, play lacrosse as part of their religious ceremonies, believing it helps maintain harmony between humans and the natural world. Lacrosse holds a deep spiritual significance among the Haudenosaunee. For them, lacrosse is not merely a sport, but a sacred game that connects them to their cultural heritage and spiritual beliefs. According to the creation stories, lacrosse was a gift from the creator as a means of bringing balance, harmony, and unity to the people. It is believed that the game was played by the spirit beings before being shared with humans, making it a link between the earthly and spiritual realms. Traditional lacrosse games are accompanied by elaborate rituals and ceremonies. Before each game, players participate in smudging ceremonies, where they cleanse themselves with smoke from sage or other sacred herbs. This ritualistic purification helps players prepare physically, mentally, and spiritually for the game. Lacrosse is rich in symbolism. The wooden lacrosse stick, known as the cross, represents the tree of life and serves as a connection between the players and the spirits. The game itself symbolizes the ongoing struggle between good and evil, light and dark, and carries spiritual lessons and teachings within its play. The field is considered a sacred space, and players strive to embody spiritual qualities such as respect, honor, humility, and discipline during the game. The Haudenosaunee view lacrosse as an opportunity for personal growth and spiritual development, as well as a way to maintain good relations with the creator and the natural world. Lacrosse is a team sport that fosters communal unity among the people. 
It is played not just for personal glory, but as a way to strengthen social bonds, promote cooperation, and build harmonious relationships within the community. The game serves as a spiritual and social gathering, bringing people together in celebration and solidarity. Lacrosse serves as a vehicle for cultural preservation, spiritual connection, and personal growth. It is deeply ingrained in their traditions, offering a way to honor their ancestors, connect with the creator, and live in harmony with the natural and spiritual worlds. And here we come to my final example, the Easter egg hunt. The tradition of the Easter egg hunt can be traced back to early Christian practices. Eggs symbolize rebirth and resurrection, and the game of hunting for hidden eggs is a joyful way to celebrate Easter. The religious and spiritual significance of an Easter egg hunt as a game can be traced back to Christian traditions and symbolism. Easter is a Christian holiday that celebrates the resurrection of Jesus Christ after his crucifixion. The egg, which is often associated with new life, fertility, and rebirth, serves as a symbol of Christ's resurrection. The Easter egg hunt, then, can be seen as a joyful search for new life and the victory over death. In the Christian tradition, the egg is often likened to the tomb from which Jesus emerged after his resurrection. Just as a chick hatches out of its shell, Jesus rose from the dead, bringing salvation and eternal life. By hunting for four and finding Easter eggs, participants reenact the discovery of the empty tomb and celebrate the hope and new beginning that Easter represents. The Easter egg hunt is often enjoyed as a family or community activity, bringing people together in celebration. It provides an opportunity for families to spend time together, create cherished memories, and strengthen their bonds. Through the act of searching for eggs, participants can also reflect on the importance of unity and connection within their communities. Easter is a time of great joy and celebration within the Christian faith. The playful and festive nature of an Easter egg hunt reflects this celebration. As children excitedly search for hidden eggs, it mirrors the sense of anticipation and joy associated with the resurrection of Jesus and the promise of eternal life. Now, these are just a few examples demonstrating how games have been intertwined with mythology and religious practices across different cultures and time periods. And it is most definitely a very short list. I had written, I believe, about 23 pages of notes for this podcast, and I had to whittle it down to 16. So you can see that there's still a lot to learn. Each game carries its own unique symbolism and significance, providing a way for people to connect with their mythological beliefs and cultural heritage. But even from these brief examples, we can see that gaming exists in a wide array of human habits. Even the gods demand that we play, since it is a sacred part of who we are. Easter egg hunts also serve as a means of imparting religious and moral lessons to younger generations. Parents and educators can use the activity as an opportunity to explain the story of Jesus' resurrection and the significance of Easter. It allows children to engage with the story on a more tangible level and helps them understand its spiritual significance in a fun and interactive way. The religious and spiritual significance of an Easter egg hunt lies in its representation of a resurrection, new life, and teaching valuable lessons of faith. (laughs) 
If you enjoyed today's episode of Anthropology and Gaming, please make sure to check out my Patreon. That is patreon.com forward slash anthroriot and help me make more content that's both educational and fun. See you next time.